everyone. Welcome to the Main Street Telegraph, the podcast that delivers your Disney news in 15 minutes or less. Today is July 26th, 2018, and I'm your host, B. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. It's something I would like to do more of in the future and probably a bit more thoroughly. Um, as always, I'll start out with the more serious stuff first. We have a lot to talk about today and only so much time to do it in, so let's get started. Today's trivia question is, what is the motto for the Rescue Aid Society in The Rescuers? What is the motto for the Rescue Aid Society in The Rescuers? Find the answer at the end of the show. Disney has fired James Gunn, director and writer of the Guardians of the Galaxy films, after alt-right male supremacist Mike Cernovich dug up past inappropriate tweets made by Gunn. I won't be going into those tweets or comments made by Cernovich on this show, but you'll be able to find them if you're interested. Many people have been unhappy with Disney's decision. While they have every right to fire Gunn, many argue that the choice was ridiculous because not only were the tweets made over 10 years ago, they had already been acknowledged and addressed by Gunn, who has also given a few public apologies at this point. Another, more political viewpoint is that in doing this, Disney has appeased the alt-right by firing Gunn, and what's more, from a person who consistently makes far worse statements on a regular basis. A petition to rehire Gunn, started by Chandler Edwards on Change.org, has reached over 314,000 signatures at the time of this recording. Edwards stated that he doesn't think the petition will convince Disney to reverse course, but hopes it will still make a statement for how they should handle these situations in the future. Last Thursday, Comcast decided to drop out of the bidding war for 21st Century Fox, and Disney will likely be victorious, though spending $20 million more than they originally intended. Besides the numerous IPs Disney will be getting possession of, they will also be getting Fox's 30% stake in Hulu, giving Disney a total of 60%. They will also be getting Star India, which reaches 90% of homes in India, with its 60 cable channels and streaming services. But most important, it seems, is the 39% of Sky, a very big British broadcaster, that Disney will come into control of. There have been questions as to whether Disney would attempt to pursue the remaining 61%, while Comcast seems interested in buying off that 39% Disney would come to own. As reported by the Orlando Sentinel, Disney is being sued by a service dog trainer who likes to bring her service animals to Walt Disney World. Susan Grill is suing Walt Disney Parks and Resorts for discrimination and retaliation, and is seeking compensatory damages, attorney's fees, and an order protecting Grill on her trips to Disney Parks. Grill claims that she has been stopped by security guards who demanded to see identification papers for the dogs, and was also told that she was not allowed to leave until their case was closed. The lawsuit also alleges that head of security told her that, quote, if she did not want people to grab her service dog and scream curse words at her, then she should not bring her service dogs to Disney parks. Grill herself has epilepsy and migraines, and the dogs had appropriate vests labeling them as service animals. A Disney spokesperson has stated that Grill's complaints had been viewed by the Florida Commission on Human Rights, who determined that no unlawful practice had occurred. Over here in California, it was announced that the Walt Disney Corporation has reached a tentative settlement with four unions at Disneyland Resort. Union members will be voting on Thursday, the 26th of July. That's the day of this recording. It has not yet been revealed just what that agreement is. 
Walt Disney Studios will be releasing its very first VR short, Cycles, next month at the Association for Computing Machinery's annual conference. The short took four months to create and is directed by Jeff Gibson, who has worked in animation and visual effects on such films as Big Hero 6, Moana, Frozen, and the upcoming Ralph Breaks the Internet. I have to talk to you about some new merchandise, although I have to say that is the hardest part about doing this podcast. I just want to buy everything. Disney has released a bunch of new Hocus Pocus merch for the movie's 25th anniversary, being released along with the rest of the 90s Rewind collection. You can find it all online at shopdisney.com. I'm personally dying for the t-shirt, but the collection also includes a Thackeray Binks bag, and it's all a bunch of Hocus Pocus mug, a pin set, and a journal. Mickey's 90th birthday will be coming up this fall, and his special birthday portrait was revealed at the San Diego Comic-Con during the panel celebrating 90 years of Mickey Mouse with D23, the official Disney fan club. It was painted by Disney animator Mark Henn. You'll find a link to the artwork at MainStreetTelegraph.com. Three words, you guys. Raw cookie dough. This cup of heaven can be found in Florida at the All-Stars Sports Resort in the refrigerated snack and bakery section of the end zone food court. It's totally safe to eat as it doesn't contain eggs and are priced at $3.99. Over at Disneyland, the recently opened Lamplight Lounge at Pixar Pier has a hidden room called The Office. The Lamplight Lounge sits where Ariel's Grotto and Cove Bar used to be and is themed as an old animation warehouse. So you'll see nods to Pixar films in every corner and items that appear to have been left behind. Now, back to the secret room. In order to enter, you have to first locate it, and then interact with the door to get it open, which involves spinning a wheel in a certain way. That's all the details I'm giving, because even I don't want to spoil the surprise for myself. I will also say that there are board games you can play, and you can also order from the menu. The office has a seating capacity for large groups, with a maximum capacity of 13 people, and it's open to the general public, so make sure you check it out next time you're at California Adventure. Other snacks you can find at the revamped pier are Caliente Churros at Senor Buzz Churros, which is a churro covered in what has been described as red-hot candy dust. So, cinnamony. Sounds good. And people are really going crazy for Jack Jack's Cookie Num Num, a deep-dish chocolate treat with gooey doughy center. The location also sells a shortbread cookie, a gluten-free blackberry jam-filled Increta cookie, as well as Nestle strawberry and chocolate milk, vanilla almond milk, soy milk, and a regular old 2%. We've been waiting for the area, formerly known as the Land's Oasis in Adventureland, to reopen since it was closed. And this isn't terribly new news, but I'd like to share it with you all today. Because while nothing new has been released, I'm excited about it, and I didn't have a podcast earlier this year. The new area will be called the Tropical Hideaway, to quote the Disney Parks blog. This one-of-a-kind destination will be a popular rest stop for Adventureland locals and wary explorers alike. Guests will be able to rub elbows with their favorite skippers in an exotic trader's market, featuring all the sights, sounds, and flavors of the tropics. Get more details, peep concept art, and other useful links at MainStreetTelegraph.com. Disney is making a live-action adaptation of Kim Possible, starring the fairly new actress Sadie Stanley. The original animated series had 86 episodes and ran from 2002 to 2007. It was nominated for a Primetime Emmy and starred Christy Carlson Romano as the voice of Kim, who we all remember from Even Stevens. Ah, it was a simpler time. There certainly are a lot of revivals lately. What do you all think about that? Are you happy to share new takes on this with the kids in your life, or do you think they should be making something new? 
Disneyland Paris will be releasing a new paid FastPass option called Disney Access, which lets a guest skip the line at an attraction of their choosing. They cost $17.50 USD. Magic Flex and Magic Plus annual pass holders will get 10% off, and Infinity annual pass holders get 20%. Okay, how is this different from what we're familiar with? Well, it can only be used once. So basically, you'll pay them $17.50 to get to the front of the line on one ride. But there aren't any time slots, so you can do it at any time. There are two things I'm not quite sure about. You'll apparently get a souvenir with purchase, which might make it more worth it, but no word on exactly what that is. Also, I've seen it'll be available from July 14th through September 30th, so it seems like it's a temporary thing. I really hope we don't see that in the US parks anytime soon, but it also seems like the sad inevitability as parks get more and more crowded. What do you think? You can always email me at MainStreetTelegraph.com at gmail.com, and I'd be more than happy to read your email on the air. In other Disneyland Paris news, Magical Pride will be coming back to the park this October from the 11th to the 14th. This event for the LGBTQ community will be Oscars themed and will include special events, awards, prizes, a VIP fast pass, and some yet unnamed special guests. Sounds pretty cool. Alright guys, we're at the end of the show, which means the answer to the trivia question shall be revealed. What is the motto for the Rescue Aid Society and the Rescuers? The answer is... We never fail to do what is right. That's all for this week. Remember you can send any questions, comments, corrections, opinions, or just about anything to MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. You can listen to and download the show at MainStreetTelegraph.com, but you can also listen on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like on Facebook and never miss a thing. Thank you to all, I think, five of my listeners. And don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. It really helps out. See you next week, everybody.